Welcome to Red, White, and Confused. I'm your host, Heather Evans. This week on the show continues our election interviews with candidates across the Southwest Virginia districts running for various positions in 2023. Red, White, and Confused is part of the weekly lineup at WEHC. In the Emory area, you can find us on 90.7. In Wise, we're 90.5. Clintwood at 90.3. Norton at 91.7. And Pound at 91.3. So this set of interviews come from Washington County again with the candidates who are running for treasurer. I have sent an invitation to both of the candidates who are running in this county for this position, and I'm happy to report that today I will be interviewing Fred Parker, who is the current treasurer of Washington County. So, Fred, thank you for coming on the show. Good morning, Dr. Evans. I appreciate the invitation. Pleasure to be here. So I want to start with some of your background. I know we have listeners who perhaps haven't met you yet. Can you tell us a little bit about yourself and then why you decided to run again for a treasurer this year in Washington County? Well, a little bit about me. I'm a proud product of, of the public schools here in Washington County, a graduate of Emory and Henry with an interdisciplinary major with five majors and two minors in four years. Uh, prior to being in the treasurer's office, I was an educator just across the state line in Johnson County, Tennessee for 12 years and uh, decided to come to work for the former treasurer, Mr. Dan Stevens. Uh, so that was in 1985. Uh, Mr. Stevens very suddenly decided to take early retirement, and I was appointed to the position in 86 and first elected in 87. So I'm going on 38 years as treasurer, 39 years in the office. I decided to run for re-election. One, I'm still in very good health. Number two, uh, I enjoy public service. It, you know, when it comes to education, there's no more dedicated public service than teachers. And I, public service seems to be in my blood. And I love working for the people of this county. Well, I know that I have some listeners who may not quite understand the treasurer role. So could you tell them a little bit about what it, what the job is like? What, what are your primary responsibilities as treasurer? There are three broad categories that we're assigned. Uh, and each one of those broad categories has a multitude of, of, of disciplines under it. We are supposed to collect the revenue coming into the county. And that's all the revenue from the library, the schools, the state, the federal government. Uh, collect, disperse the money. I write and sign all the checks going out into the county, do all the payrolls and the safekeeping or investing of the money. And that's critically important in this day and age. 1986, when I began, our county budget was about 36 million. Recently, we just advertised a, a budget of $201 million. And that's managing that money so that we have money liquid in the bank every month. It's costing about $13 million a month right now just to keep the lights on. And that doesn't include the, the months where we're paying long-term debt and other expenses like, for example, the courthouse construction project. So, you know, being able, and I come in, that's the first thing I do in the morning when I get in is check the banks and make sure that I've got money in the bank accounts to meet those obligations and every penny that comes into Washington County, except for one little small federal account, 
is invested nightly, and we earn interest income every night on almost almost every penny uh, of our money. Now, I, I know that your office also works with the Commissioner of Revenue's office. Could you we speak do. a little bit about like that relationship? What's that like? Well, it's a segregation of duties, and it's set up purposely for that. The Commissioner's office is basically the assessment office. They send the assessments over to the Treasurer's office. We then print the bills and and get them out in the mail to the taxpayers. Uh, you know, folks, when they get their tax bills, the first thing they do is call the person who's on the envelope, which is me. A lot of times we'll end up having to transfer them over to the assessor's office. They're the only ones who can modify, change, or adjust an assessment. Uh, we cannot touch that. That's a check and a balance. You know, it's just a good audit trail to have different people doing the assessments and other people doing the collection. And you have you sort of have a bridge in between. Now, in the last term that you've served, um, can you talk a little bit about maybe some changes that have happened in the office or something that's been different during your last term in office that that you're really proud of? Yes. Uh, well, a number of things. In 2004, we became a DMV select, which we can do everything with your DMV except your driver's license and birth certificate. We're now one of the largest DMV selects in the state during COVID. When everyone else shut down, you know, and, and worked from home, number one, the money had to get to the bank. Taxes had to be worked. So, yes, we were restricted about face-to-face -face meetings and people coming into the building. But one of the very, uh, and I thought it was creative, we're fortunate enough to have a setup here so that we had windows, outer office windows located right next to the sidewalk. So we actually moved cashiers out there. Yes, customers had to stand in the rain and the snow and the sunshine and the freezing cold, but they still were served. So we had, we literally had customers coming from Arlington, Virginia to get titles done and, and Lee County, Tazewell on a daily basis because there were times when we were the, the one of two DMVs open in the state. Everybody else was shut down and you could only do stuff by mail. And uh, that's problematic if you've got uh, someone who's got a vehicle for a graduation gift or for Christmas or something or, you know, for uh, for businesses uh, that need titles done right away on their cars. So those are the big things. We are also we were also the first treasurer's office in the state to become both uh, a DMV select and a U.S. passport acceptance agent. And that has really picked up here of late. You know, with COVID, nobody was going anywhere. Now they're going everywhere. I think the passport office in, at the Department of State's getting 500,000 applications a week. So passport times have greatly lengthened. So if you, if you plan to travel and you don't have a passport, get that passport now because it's going to take 13 to 20 weeks to get a pass, a new passport. Yeah. So if any of my students are listening, I'm getting ready to do another study abroad trip. So they, <laughs> they, they need to pay attention to that and get, get those in. Um, now, does your office do any kind of services online currently? And have you thought about uh, making that available in the future? Yes, we, 
for the first time since 1985, we did install new, a whole new software package for the commissioner's office and the treasurer's office. The taxpayer portal is going to be a little different. You can't use the same website you used for many years. The new portal, uh, once all the accounts are married, your accounts will be in there under one number, uh, your name, and it's, it's very easy. We now process e-checks and they are free. Now, if you want to pay by credit card, we do pass that convenience fee on to the customer. It's 2.4%. But the e-check's the way to go. Key in your, your bank routing number, key in your account number, make your payment for free, and it will show up in the system. So, you know, we're, we're all still getting used to the portal. I think once we get a year or two into it and we finalize and you know, adjust some of the things that need to be adjusting. Uh, it will be a, a tremendous machine out there for taxpayers to use. Okay. So I only have one more question for you. It's actually the way that I end most of these interviews. It's the two minute elevator speech. Um, I tell students one day you're going to go off into the world. You're going to apply for a job and somebody's going to ask you in an elevator. Tell me why I should hire you really quickly. You know, you got two minutes. Tell me why. So your question is a little different. It's not just like, why should we vote for you? The first part of it's really, why should people vote? So why should people vote? And then why should they consider voting for you? Well, being a former government and history teacher, I think people should vote. That's one thing. That's one place in this country where every single person is equal. It doesn't matter your color, your sex, your wealth. You go in that voting booth, your one vote is equal to anyone else's. And number two, if you don't vote, don't complain. I think voting, in my opinion, is your license to complain. And I can't tell you how many people I run into and and I, you know, and I sometimes will ask them, well, did, do, are you, do you vote? No, it doesn't make any difference in that vote. Voting makes a difference. Uh, the reason they should vote for me, it's simple. Experience matters, and I bring a great deal of wealth of experience. You know, I actually teach courses for University of Virginia's Weldon Cooper Center and for and for Radford University government finance officers. I've pretty much trained newly elected treasurers how to start out as a treasurer. Um, it, it's I still love teaching. You know, once you're a teacher, you never get it out of your system. And, you know, so, and I work hard. I mean, I was in here this morning. It's 20 minutes after six. So, you know, it's, it's dedication. I have the energy. I have the passion. And I, more importantly, I have the dedication to continue good service to the people of this county. And I will always try to be innovative. If I see a better mousetrap, I'm going to put that mousetrap to work. Simple as that. Well, great. Now, if uh, people are listening and they would like to volunteer on your campaign, how can they contact you? They can contact me through my through email, fpar86 at aol.com. It's a very old email I've had for many, many years. They can contact me on my cell phone, 276-492-1650. They can also call my home, 276 628 4244. I live in an area of the county where we get intermittent cell service at best. 
So we still have a landline and my number is still in the book. Well, great. Well, thank you so much for coming on the show today. Thank you very much for having me. And good luck on your campaign. Thank you.